Welcome to Burley Village Church and Burley Uniting Church people. Um, I love you guys. I hope you're well and keeping safe in the midst of this. This is a new season that we're moving into, um, but we need to hold faith, hold firm to the things that God calls us to. Um, and so one of those is to preach the word and to hear the word and to be met by God and ministered to by the Holy Spirit. And that's what this is. So we're embarking on a series about spiritual gifts. And today I want to talk about the spiritual gift of wisdom. And I hope that what unfolds will be really helpful and insightful and stir some conversation and some thought in you where the Holy Spirit might connect. It won't be very long and there'll be opportunities to pause. So feel free to pause whenever you like and reflect on this. So let's start with who is the wisest person you know? Go, pause, have a think about it, have a chat. Maybe it's sprung to mind. All right, now here's the second question. What makes them wise? Why would you call them wise? Pause again, have a chat, have a think about it. I reckon one of the wisest people I know is my mum. And when I think about um, my life and how it's unfolded, mum's words of wisdom have been there at the key points. For example, when I was looking to uh, move into university, I was trying to work out what to study. And there was a key moment when mum sat me down and dad was there and they asked me, what do you want to do? And I said, I think I want to be you ready for this? A vet. Yeah. Um, and they looked at me as puzzled as you're looking at me right now. And then after a little bit of thought, mum said, why do you want to work with animals? You seem to be much better with people. And just those little words of wisdom shifted everything for me. I dwelt on that and I realized that I actually wanted to work with young people. And so I went to uni to study that and that led into ministry and ministry led into theology and theology to a master's. And here I am with you guys today. When I um, uh, contempla uh, was contemplating marrying Lyndall, which was a uh, no-brainer, really, I asked mum, and mum responded with wisdom of why wouldn't you? Like, she's a wonderful woman. You'd be a fool to miss out. Um, when we came to move from Seymour to New Life, um, I, I spoke to mum after weighing it up, and we prayed it through, and we discerned, and we tried to work out what was what. And, um, and one of the key factors, I said, mum, what do you think? And for mum, it meant a lot of loss. It meant we were moving away, and he kids that we might have will be further away um, and and just, we just wouldn't be in driving distance to come and hang out and mum said I think I think God's in it uh, I think you should trust and you should go forward and then when we moved from village when I moved from point eight at village to half time at village and Billy heads mum was another key voice in that I just sought her out I said what do you think she feels good like lean into that lean into that so the question is what makes her wise? What makes anybody with the gift of wisdom wise? And I think the answer to that is they make space in their lives for another voice to speak in and to speak through, that they offer a voice that's beyond their own voice. That is the spiritual gift of wisdom. 
Jesus relied on this voice. You would often see him sneaking away to go and pray. And a lot of that was prayer and intimacy with God the Father. But a lot of it was aligning his life and his thinking with the voice of the Spirit. This voice of wisdom. That wisdom might be part of what he is. So just pause the video after this question. Ready? Here's the question. When you think about Jesus... What wise words spring to mind that have resonated through history that you might use now, that you might share with others? What wise words has Jesus said? All right, pause. So Jesus' wise words, how many were there? How many did you get? You can answer and respond. Build your house on the rock. And not upon the sand. I mean, what a cracker of a statement that was. Remove the plank from your own eye in order to see the splinter in somebody else's. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be given to you. The mouth speaks what the heart is full of. How true is that for us? Who on earth thinks to say, when a mob of angry religious people drag a woman in to stone her to death, who on earth thinks to say, well, whoever has no sin, you can throw the first rock. Who thinks to say that? Certainly not me, certainly not from anywhere human. That is the divine voice of wisdom ringing through. Someone who hears this voice of wisdom um, with extra clarity and with extra conviction is an indication that you have the gift of wisdom. There are people who, who will turn to you for this gift of wisdom. They will turn to you because they need wise words. They need some wise counsel. They may not, and this is the bad news, they may not pay any attention to you. Do not be discouraged. That's on them. Your job is to convey the words of wisdom. And the gift of wisdom grows when we create space for that voice to get stronger. Wisdom in the scriptures is understood as the voice of a woman. Um, and so married men out there, I'm sure you'll agree that the wise voice is a um, woman's voice. And if you don't, I'm sure that wise voice will correct you in just a moment or two. In Proverbs, especially, the voice is given a female gender. She has a personhood. She has a nature to herself, which the scriptures understand as this voice that speaks into our chaos and our storms, and our trouble, and our confusion, and speaks these words of fresh wisdom. And that voice is a voice that people with the gift of the Spirit enable themselves to tune into, to allow that voice to move through them. The origin of that voice is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit adopts this persona of a woman speaking wisdom to us. So if you have the gift of wisdom, your task is to learn to distinguish that voice. Because that voice will be a voice other than your own. It will be a voice speaking in to the conversations you have that you recognize, ah, this is a voice of someone wiser and greater than me. And so you need to learn to become a gateway for this voice, a gateway for this wisdom to come through. And realize that when we share words of wisdom, when people come to us for wise counsel, there is great responsibility with that. 
We, we carry that around all of us. That the words we speak of guidance to another we will be held account to. Whether that be by God or by the circumstances or by that person. So we should not speak flippantly. We should not speak idly. We should not just try and guess. We should wait on God. It'll be a channel through which God might speak to others through. So if this is your gift, create space to learn to listen to the voice of wisdom. Create space to discern how that voice might be given um, volume in this world. And love. Love through that gift. Love the people that God brings to you, that they may be enriched by his wisdom. So let's pray. And you can bow your heads, you can close your eyes, you can look at the screen and whatever. But Lord, we, we thank you for your divine wisdom that you impart to us, that you would dare share with us so holy and sacred that you would impart your wonders, your knowledge, your, your, your nature to us, that we might benefit others, that we might offer wisdom. Then, and Lord, help us to tune in to your voice. Help us to, to live a, li a, a life aligned with that voice that we might have it to offer and show others that they may not see us, they may not hear us, Lord, but they may hear and see you. And we pray these things in your powerful name. Amen.